I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the very first Disney uh, animated feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. How was it? How was <laughs> Dwarfs. Did, I, like did I say that or no? You said dwarfs. I don't know what. <laughs> Try to get. I say dwarfs, and that's apparently wrong. And mom keeps <laughs> criticizing me, so this is probably going to be a joke that goes on throughout the whole rest of the podcast. Dwarfs. Think of wharfs. dwarfs, dwarfs, dwarfs. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a movie that I think most people have seen, just because it's so ubiquitous in in American culture. It feels like, um, and so. For that reason, I think it's often overlooked or just kind of taken for granted um, in a way that it doesn't deserve because it is objectively better than some other Disney movies, I feel like. Like, I know Cinderella was the first one we did, and so we graded it a little different than we would as we got better at grading movies. I personally still feel having just watched this, that this is a better movie than Cinderella, which came out 13 years later. I just, I think the, the story people, Walt and everyone that that worked on the story really whittled this down to almost exclusively what needed to be there in a way that when in the last year or two, you and I watched this Valerie, I wasn't, I don't think I was focused enough to really understand that. There's really only one like part that I'm kind of like, that bit went on too long. But otherwise, it really kind of does feel like every scene needs to be there and serves a purpose. And I think that's neat. I think that's cool. There's not like long scenes of cats and mice fighting that doesn't feel like it does anything but have gags, Cinderella. Um, Cinderella's a good movie, but this I feel like is is just more finely crafted, more finely honed. Like this was their first one and they wanted to make it count. And I, it shows, I think it's, it's really interesting actually watching this with a critical eye at this point. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means, but this is a cool movie. It's a neat one. Uh, I certainly recommend it. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's, It's a solid movie. Yeah. Yes. I would absolutely recommend it. Not just for academic audiences. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Really need the context. Otherwise, I don't know if you'll get it. Um, yeah, we have a we have a whole lot to talk about, um, and we will do that after. Do we do the spoiler free plot synopsis before? We didn't do the spoiler free plot synopsis. Who wants to do a spoiler free plot synopsis? So this is a movie. <laughs> I love, I love you guys. It's a little late in the day. We're a little bit of a way. Um, this is about a princess named Snow White whose stepmother, the queen, hates her and so makes her wear rags. But then the mirror still says Snow White's prettier, so the stepmother plots to kill her. Um, the person that she sends to do the job has a change of heart, and so Snow White escapes into the forest. She meets some dwarves who kind of become... A found family situation. Uh, But the queen realizes that she's still alive and so is still trying to get her. 
That's the movie, really. Like, like a good portion of the movie is Snow White and the dwarves bonding and getting to know the dwarves, getting to know everybody. Um, but yeah, that's the movie. Right. Now it, it's going to be the break. Let's get specific. I have some fun facts. A lot of them, in fact, but I'm going to, you know, kind of split them up. But um, this movie is based, of course, on the 1812 German fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm that has the same name, I believe. Uh, This is the first full-length traditionally animated feature film and the first Disney animated feature film. Um, So as we we have already previously discovered, this is not the first feature-length animated film, but the first one using traditional animation. The film was a critical and commercial success, and with international earnings of more than $8 million during its initial release, compared to its $1.5 million budget, it briefly held the record of highest-grossing sound film at the time. It was then eclipsed by uh, Gone with the Wind, I believe. Um, adjusted for inflation, it is one of the top ten performers at the North American box office and the highest-grossing animated film. Worldwide, its inflation-adjusted earnings top the animation list. Snow White was nominated for Best Musical Score at the Academy Awards in 1938, and the next year, producer Walt Disney was awarded an honorary Oscar for the film. This award was unique, consisting of one normal-sized, plus seven miniature Oscar (laughs) statuettes. They were presented to Disney by Shirley Temple. The film inspired Metro-Golan-Mayer to produce its own fantasy film, The Wizard of Oz, in 1939. Another animation pioneer, Max Fleischer, uh, decided to produce his animated feature film, Gulliver's Travels, in order to compete with Snow White. We will be watching that next week, so we will be able to directly compare them because they are literally comparable in that... (laughs) Hey, just because we watched one bad Gulliver's Travels doesn't mean this one will also be bad. I haven't personally seen it, so I can't even say. Uh, the 1949 Mary Melody short, Cole Black and D7 Dwarfs. No, that sounds bad. Directed by Bob Clampett, parodies Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs by presenting the story with an all-black cast singing a jazz score. That sounds bad. Um, oh, yeah, it is um, one of the infamous band Looney Tune cartoons that doesn't get shown on TV. For good reason. Um, yeah. Wow. Dwarves. Remember. Dwarves. Wow. Dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will save the rest of my fun facts for later. So, yeah. Let's start talking about story, characters, voice acting, all that. Well, you know, this is... I feel like the older I get, the more cynical I, I get. <laughs> because... That just, as far as the storyline, the, I mean, you know, which again, very standard storyline in fairy tales. Sure. The love at first sight, all of that just really rubs me the wrong way now. I don't know. It's just, (laughs) this is not a healthy thing. You meet someone, you're attracted to them, and you think you're madly in love with them and want to spend the rest of your life. I'm like, don't do it, girl. It also (laughs) bothers me that she seems like a very particularly young princess and they and even even the huntsman he says run go child run so now all of a sudden she's going to be a, a bride to some prince i mean just kind of all of that i just i don't know why that just really stuck out to me as far as story so i guess i'm not as big a fan of the grim brothers as you know i um thought or people who do these fairy tales because i guess even thinking 
as now a grandmother, but, you know, as, as a mother thinking, what was I thinking? It sets up to me very unhealthy ideology in, in your brain, especially for young women in this culture. I, I, don't I feel like, like you're really on a how's it hold up track rather than a story know, characters, etc. Um, yeah. And my inclination is to say you're overthinking it, but I hate people who say that about movies, so I cannot say that. I don't feel the same. We'll discuss it more in How's It Hold Up. Um, or at least I don't feel the same as strongly, perhaps? Anyways, um, let's talk about the actual story and stuff. The mirror, you you are, but you know what I mean. I love you very much. Oh, no, no. I just mean... I think I, you have some valid points, that, yeah. but I think we. I think it's better served to be discussed further in another section. No, yeah, and I don't, I'm not normally that cynical, but I, I, I think maybe in one sense it's, it speaks for the good storytelling because sure. this was so streamlined and, and, you know, and I think a well-told story, some of these, the big elements just really stood out to me. Sure. That I just realized... And they're very common in many fairy tales. I mean, this was, you know, again, one of the first, well, movies that was, but it's inherent in fairy tales. So I guess that's just what got to me. But yeah, I I think that I love the interaction, the character development between Snow White and the animals. I do love that. And I do love the the dwarves. I, I think their personalities were done well. I want to start at the beginning, though, personally, with my notes. I have two notes about the mirror. Mm-hmm. One, it's uh, this is this correction is is fairly well known, but it is magic mirror, not mirror mirror on the wall. Mm, yes. um, also, the mirror is a slave, and that's like the first thing that mm-hmm. anyone says in this. Literally, yes. Um, yeah. So she that's interesting. Slave, I know. I, didn't I don't that. know if that's in the house. It hold up, but it's. Wow, there's some tragic backstory going on with this mirror, I think. <laughs> it's not explored, but I don't I don't think it's fair to characterize the mirror as evil given this. And yeah. it, the mirror is often characterized as evil in spin-off material, I feel, uh, or, sure. or material that references it. Very interesting. Um yeah, I'd run too if a dude just appeared next to me like that while I was singing into a well. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did some good harmonization, don't get me wrong, but like, dude, announce your presence at least sing your note from farther away like don't get right up next to her well this is the type of thing in a storyline that bothers me is that that young maidens you know if they're basically stalked and peeped on and then you know presented by some some guy whether he's a prince or not you're just supposed to be flattered and oh and oh this is so romantic i don't know i mean i don't know he seemed chill <laughs> yeah he, he didn't harmony. he didn't just kiss her like they talked about in the story meetings yeah, that we yeah, watched as a, as a thing that would have made him a creep but here he's just it's just like dude you need to have a little chill you're coming on too strong at first talk to her a little first and also from farther away at first yeah <laughs> um i think yeah <laughs> A uh, quick thought about maybe fixing it as he sings from across the wall yeah. makes her curious, yeah. so that she'll go see him. Yeah, or she, or she's still like, oh, and she runs away, but like you know, it's not. But then she goes to the balcony, and they start having a, a back and forth. Yeah. yeah, like showing up right next to somebody is like, whoa. It's like, oh, that's too much. Back up. 
Yeah. <laughs> but did... he didn't chase after her. No, no. And I, I really love the queen just staring at the princess, at the prince serenading, just irate. And then she, then she leaves the, the window, but she's just Very like, dramatic. yeah, just this guy. <laughs> she doesn't deserve him. I don't want him, but she doesn't deserve him. Well, also in one of the, the talks or the background that we got, supposedly this prince was coming to court the queen. I think that was an original story talk, original? but that's not yeah, that's, worth, that's yeah. not technically canonical to the film because it's never brought up. Yeah, yeah, I think we can ignore that. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know how old this dude's supposed to be, but like he looks around as old as Snow White is, honestly. Like they don't look like they're that far apart age wise, and she looks visually older than like fourteen or so to me, but that's what I hear is supposed to be her age. And I'm oh, like, okay. Yeah, but that's just like that. just the way that she's drawn. So I, I don't know. They have really, like, small features. I don't yeah, know. It's do interesting. That. I mean, we you guys noticed that with Cinderella. Yeah. Of, like, the protagonists are very simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if 14 is canonical. That's just what I hear people say. I don't. It, again, an age isn't ever given here. So I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but she's clearly not supposed to be that old. Um, that bird just kissed him, huh? Yeah. That bird, that bird just took the opportunity, did it, and ran. Well, Snow White kissed the bird, right? Yeah. Snow White kissed She was the passing bird. on the kiss. Oh, yes. Guys, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, it's an indirect kiss. Yes. yes. So romantic. Yeah. <laughs> and the bird was like all... And the bird's like, I'm happy no, to be like, the facilitator yeah, of this. Yeah, she was all... Or he, I don't know, was all bashful. I know. Before. I know. Uh, the prince got the kiss. That bird ain't straight because it took a kiss from those both of those people. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> Gay bird. Anyways, so. I love how it just how this this white little you know dove yeah, bird so just had turned red. The whole top, the little yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. That's so. So funny. what happens to the huntsman after the point where we don't see I him don't again know. anymore? Oh, I don't know. Because. He doesn't kill her, I but he does he... kill a pig, and he puts the pig's heart in a box because we hear that in a later scene. But we don't. She's she's, she's mad box. at him. She's but we don't Mm-mm. hear like anything about what she did or didn't try to do because she, she pretty much immediately is like, "I'm gonna change into an old woman and kill this girl." Um, fingers crossed he knew to get out of town i would think yeah he'd give her the box with the pig heart but he wouldn't just be like and she's gonna always believe this is a pig's heart he would be like here you go and bye yeah (laughs) or yeah and i'm gonna go do the royal hunt i I will see you soon ma'am yeah and then get out yeah yeah yeah. uh i love the forest transforming into scary stuff that part's great Uh, i love the alligator logs in particular yeah those are my favorites i think that's my favorite too I would say... Second favorite is that big spooky tree that's got like the hands up like this, like the long kind of mouth. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit after the alligators. Yeah, I would say the ending part is yeah. the the weakest of that whole thing. And I... Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. I get it. I, I, yeah, I don't like the... The swirling. Looks dated with sure. the eyes. Sure, sure, sure. I forgot that this was supposed to all be in her imagination. I think oh, I, really? I think in my mind because even yeah, because you like haven't in, watched it in so in long. The, yeah, and in real in Disneyland or in Disney World, don't they around the haunted mansion have a lot of things from this kind of? So in other words, like it's a haunted forest, but it really I don't think they have anything. I don't think anything's by the haunted mansion, but there is a dark ride that's like 
going it's snow white themed and yeah okay. i think they have a scary forest so uh, yeah there. i always thought that it was an actual haunted forest nope. that she was running in yeah yeah i mean even without us watching the feature watching it now you realize oh, that, yes. that wasn't the yes, case I yes, yes yeah i feel like that's communicated well yes. even if it's something that as a kid you maybe don't pick up or you just come away kind of you know Scared. you haven't seen it in so long that you're like you remember the the things reaching out, but don't remember that it wasn't real or whatever. But I think it's clear actually watching it that that's the case. Uh, so many Amnonals. They're all cur- curious about a crying girl, and that's cute. Yes. Um, I'm really glad that she told them not to stick with the deer licking the plates, because that was an untenable situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the scene of the animals helping to clean is just really it's cute. It's very silly. Like, the whole thing is cute and fun. Yeah, yeah. it's like, wow, their tails are super strong. Yeah. This poor deer with uh, all the clothes on yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's drooping. Yes, there's lots of fun, like, little jokes. This is very cute. Definitely enchanted relied heavily oh. on this. Oh yes. <laughs> <Which again. laughs> I feel yeah. like most Disney princess pastiches rely mostly on Snow White and then sometimes add a little bit of others, but I think it's mostly Snow White that they parody, even though only Snow White is exactly like this. <laughs> like, yes, Cinderella has animal friends, but it's not She just has the mice and the birds and they don't, they both clean, but I guess you can say that there's two. Sleeping Beauty doesn't clean. She just sings with some animals in the woods as far as I remember. Yeah. And it's like an owl. They move clothes and stuff. Like they, they do have a, like human type things or like an understanding. And and I feel like it's just a thing that gets parodied so much that it makes you think that it's everywhere when it's a thing that has happened like two times, maybe, maybe three, if you want to count sleeping beauty, but I don't think you should because she doesn't really clean. Like there weren't actually a lot of Disney princesses before the Renaissance and the Disney princesses of the Renaissance weren't really like the old ones. (laughs) They didn't really like have a bunch of singing animals doing things for them. So I guess I get really tired of the parody, honestly, because it's almost always really cynical and like, this is so stupid. Even Enchanted does it. And it's annoying that Disney mocks their own thing that they did like once, maybe twice. Um, Of course, Shrek mocks it. Then Shrek is just super cynical, even though it also is very good in other ways. I don't know. I get tired of it, Um, especially by the time that it's repeated so much that boring things like family guy and stuff are parodying it anyways yeah it takes 21 minutes to actually meet the dwarfs oh i didn't count so it takes a while for them to to show up um i love doc's vocal tics they're just fun yeah they're Um, they're little personality things yeah they're very good they're different differentiated well yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um they're hid in the cupboard about the dishes. I really loved that line. Yes. It's a, it's, it's a little bit of a thinker because you're like, but that's where they go. They're not hid, but you're so unused to putting. Yeah, it's good. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Snow White can sleep through a lot of noise. I know. Yes. Like, she can. So much. She did a lot of work. She, she did do a lot of work. Tired. She did a lot of work. And right before that, she was terrified running through a forest because someone tried to kill her. And yeah, yes. she fainted, but she didn't 
faint for very long and she it wasn't sleep. So yeah, no, she's really She tired. had an emotionally exhausting day. It's true. Really? It's yeah. true. A lot of highs and lows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of course he'd say female. Quote from Valerie about Grumpy. <laughs> yeah. No, he said it and I'm like, oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> um, her mocking tone whenever, when she identifies Grumpy is so good. She's like, Oh, you must be grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I'll take the time now to say that Snow White's voice actress is so charismatic. Yes. She's um, just so good. Her name is Adriana Casalotti. She's so good. She really is. Just like that whole scene. She's like, oh, let me guess. And I'm assuming she probably modeled some of the things that Snow White did where she's like, Holding the blanket up to her. Yes, yes. And then just like, oh, you're whoever. And, and then, yes, the grumpy one was like, uh, so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, the way that she treats grumpy in general is so funny to me. Because she just, she doesn't take his rudeness seriously because it doesn't deserve to be taken seriously. She's just like, you're being ridiculous, so I'm going to treat you like you're being ridiculous and childish. Yes, but she, she's like, oh, I hope, like, help him but like yeah, me. She, yeah, she cares, but she's also not going to, like, yeah, it's it's good. The whole have you washed bit is really funny. I loved it. It's like, it's, she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, we washed, really? definitely. <laughs> oh, show me your hands, and then just... Oh, I'm so disappointed. No, no, not no, disappointed. So what was it? Yeah. With Doc, he was like, I'm surprised. Yes! <laughs> he just, like, puts them behind his hand sadly. Just, yeah. Proceeds to drag all, all of the men in their dirty hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay, so the one bit that I have criticism for and feel like went on too long was Dopey's bit with the soap. It just, it goes on too long. It feels like a Pluto cartoon, which I do mean as a criticism because I don't generally like Pluto cartoons. They kind of (laughs) drive me up the wall. Feels like a a Pluto cartoon derogatory. (laughs) Yes, you get it. Um, Yeah, that bit was too long, I think. I think that's Uh, Could have been trimmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sneezy's shtick also just really isn't that funny. Like, yeah. by the third time that it's happening, you're like, I, I get it. I get that you sneeze. It's I not, think... I get that you sneeze, someone stops you, and then you're like, oh, it's fine, but then you sneeze. I get it. Or a little sneeze. I, yeah. I, I think if it could have been plot relevant somehow, yeah, that would have been nicer. Yeah. Yeah. And well, what I think bothered me that really st- stuck out to me is the inconsistency, because sometimes his sneeze was cataclysmic and it and it caused them to all blow across the room whatever and other times he still seemed to do a loud big sneeze but really nothing happens yeah he just has inconsistent sneezes and that is why he's problematic um and canceled get control of your hay fever but yeah i don't i don't hate sneezy but i i just don't i don't find his shtick very funny I love Bashful so much. <laughs> yes. Bashful's very good. Yes, yes. Uh, Dopey, back to Dopey. Uh, Dopey, it's funny, has always been one of my least favorites. I just, Oh, really? I think, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think, too, the way they have him look is just, I don't know. Like a baby man? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not as, it's just not as cute. It's not cute. I don't know. I don't find that cute. And then... Again, I just feel like his... (laughs) Mom says, Dopey, not cute. (laughs) 
the others are adorable. And sorry, comparatively, I just, I don't find him cute. And they almost tried to make him like the cutest one, and I feel like they epically fell. But also <laughs> that he has too many things, like you're saying, with the soap mm. and all, that go on a little bit too long. I, mean, I, think, what... I think we can, mm, mm, <laughs> you know? I, fe- I really relate to this. And the reason I relate to this is because I do feel like Dopey is overused. As I just said, he's part of the one scene that I feel like really should have been trimmed a bit. But also, I'm pretty neutral about him while other people, like Mom, <laughs> get heated up about him. Sorry. So in that way... Yeah. Well, well. Has stronger feelings. Sure, sure. Um, I think we can all agree that objectively, Bashful's the cutest one, right? Yes, yes. like, like clearly, so he's obviously the cutest so one. Much, I love him so much. Um, fun fact: Grumpy and Sleepy, voiced by the same person. It is Pinto Kolvik, who was the original voice of Goofy. Oh, oh wow! Okay, so Goofy voices Grumpy and Sleepy. Sleepy doesn't talk that much, but. <laughs> Um, Grumpy is obviously a huge character, and that's Goofy. I find it interesting that the queen seems to become even more campy once she's in her old lady disguise. Like, she really just lets loose. She's really just, like, cackling constantly, having big dramatic movements. Like, she really goes with the camp once she becomes an old lady. Can I also say that I never knew that the evil queen rocked such an awesome smoky eye? <laughs> it's and a look. it's still in fashion, you know? The smoky it's eye. But man, I didn't know she rocked. Yeah. Did you know that a lot of drag queens like take after her her Ooh, look? Wow. They, they take that as inspiration? I can... Yeah. She, she mm-hmm. rocked a really good... And when was this? I mean... 1937. And I think what's, to me, why it really stood out to me is because I don't think during that time, even from film and movie, whatever, that you had makeup that distinct. I mean, you might have like really bright lipstick, but you didn't have the smoky eye and the, you know, all of that to that extent, I don't think. I am not well versed enough to say for sure that you're right, but sure, that sounds feasible to me. But no, she's definitely iconic. Yes, you know? definitely. Yes. Both forms of her are pretty iconic, honestly. Yeah. Um, her, her. We'll talk a little more about her second form in another section. Her face game in, in her first form. Yeah. Oh. It's just like with she's, the piercing she, eyes. She's campy in both forms, but in her default form, it feels like it's a more subtle campiness like a, a reading you to filth yeah, and like yeah. judging you for sure kind of campiness that sometimes escalates but like keeps it relatively in check yeah, like, but she just lets go when she's the old lady yes yeah the with her pulling the curtains yeah really like yeah yeah, yeah. you know i kind of waddle like that when i walk now <laughs> That was a quote from mom when uh, she was watching an old lady disguised queen walking. <laughs> oh, man. Made me feel my age. Jeez. Oh, man. Especially... Sorry, mom. I had to read that. I, <laughs> I had <laughs> to write that down. Out. Just like too much sitting sitting in my, my chair at work or whatever with, with, with uh, pandemic uh, not getting enough exercise. I, I can totally relate to how she walked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gee. Um, anything else with pre-spoiler story, characters, voice acting before we get into animation. 
Well, just that, you know, initially I was like, you know, evil, vanity, you know, and then I thought, well, you know, actually there are people, and even a lot of people in real life, that really, who they are and how they look, um, they'd almost take anybody down over I'm so that. sorry, so- guys. I have a lot of notes about story that I... Being a fool. I have some fun facts, so this might spur some more discussion. Ooh, okay. Um, I mean, she didn't kind of finish her thought. Oh, that's okay. No, oh, no. I, no, I was just saying is I I just realized that it, it is a good villain, villainous, yes. uh, you know. Motivation. Motivation yeah. and is also true to reality and, I don't know, some people. So, yeah. Some people be like that. <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was to be the first full-length cell animated feature in motion, pic- motion picture history. And as such, Walt Disney had to fight to get the film produced. Both his brother and business partner Roy Disney and his wife Lillian attempt to talk him out of it. And the Hollywood movie industry referred to the film derisively as Disney's folly while it was in production. Wow. He had to mortgage his house to help finance the film's production, which eventually ran up a cost of $1,488,422.74. A massive sum for a feature film in 1937. Story. As Disney had stated at the very beginning of the project, the main attraction of the story for him was the Seven Dwarfs and their possibility... And their poss- I saw her out of the corner of my eye. Dwarfs. And their possibilities for screwiness and gags. Oh. Walt Disney had suggested from the beginning that each of the dwarves, whose names and personalities are not stated in the original fairy tale, could have individual personalities. The dwarfs' names were chosen from a pool of about 50 potentials, including Ooh. Jumpy, Deffy, Dizzy. No. I know. Dizzy, Hickey, we- Wheezy. Baldy, Weezy could have been funny. Ga- Gabby, Nifty, Sniffy, What's Swift. Oh, sniffy, Let yeah. me get through the place. <laughs> sniffy, Swift, Lazy, Puffy, Stuffy, Tubby, Shorty, and Burpee. Oh, I'm glad we Burpee would have been so bad. Uh, I would not have wanted Burpee. Oh, no. What's oh, Nifty? I wish Farty had been one. Oh, God. <laughs> I wish that had been... Maybe it was, but it Judy. wasn't listed. Ooh, that yeah. would... Oh, and then Swift. Why couldn't you just say Swifty at that point? <laughs> Sorry, when you said Swift, all I could think of was a Swifter Duster. Swifter. I was like, Swift. Swift. Okay, so fast. Never the mind. seven finalists <laughs> were chosen through a process of elimination. The leader of the dwarves, required to be pompous, self-important, and bumbling, was named Doc. Others were named for their distinguishing character traits. At the end of the October story meetings, however, only Doc, Grumpy, Bashful, Sleepy, and Happy of the final seven were named. At this point, Sneezy and Dopey were replaced by Jumpy and an unnamed seventh dwarf. Dwarf. Jumpy. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> along, uh, along with a focus on the characterizations and comedic possibilities of the dwarves, the 18-page outline of the story written from the October meetings featured a continuous flow of gags as well as the Queen's attempt to kill Snow White with a poisoned comb, an element taken from the Grimm's original story. After persuading Snow White to use the comb, the disguised queen would have escaped alive, but the dwarves would have arrived in time to remove it. After the failure of the comb, the queen was to have the prince captured and taken to her dungeon, 
where she would have come to him and used magic to bring the dungeon skeletons to life, making them dance for him, an example of the more humorous atmosphere of this original story treatment. Oh, okay. It is written in story notes that the queen has such magical power only in her own domain, the castle. With the prince refusing to marry her, the queen leaves him to his death. One sketch shows the prince trapped in a subterranean chamber filling with water. As she makes her way to the dwarf's cottage with the poisoned apple, the forest animals were to help the prince escape the queen's minions and find his horse. The prince was to ride to the cottage to save Snow White, but took the wrong road, despite warnings from the forest animals and his horse, whom he, unlike Snow White, could not understand. He, therefore, would not have arrived in time to save her from the queen, but would have been able to save her with love's first kiss. That's a lot. I know, right? Wow. Other other examples of the more comical nature of the story at this point include suggestions for a fat, batty, cartoon-type, self-satisfied queen. The prince was also more of a clown and was to serenade Snow White in a more comical fashion. Mm. Disney became concerned that such a comical approach would lessen the plausibility of the characters and sense that more time was needed for the development of the queen. A meeting of of November 16th resulted in another outline entitled Dwarves Discover Snow White, which introduced the character of Dopey, who would ultimately prove to be the most successful and popular of the dwarf characterizations. For the rest of 1934, Disney further developed the story by himself, finding a dilemma in the characterization of the queen, whom he felt could no longer be fat and batty, but a stately, beautiful type, a possibility already brought up in previous story meetings. Disney did not focus on the project again until the autumn of 1935. It's thought that he may have doubted his and his studio's ability, and that his trip to Europe that summer restored his confidence. It would first uh, been thought that the dwarves would be the main focus of the story, and many sequences were written for the seven characters. However, at a certain point, it was decided that the main thrust of the story was provided by the relationship between the Queen and Snow White. For this reason, several sequences featuring the dwarves were cut from the film. Hmm. Okay. There's all my story notes. That's a lot. So yeah, originally had a much more comedic tone and was more focused on the dwarves. Well, you know what? <laughs> Notice they added dopey at the very end so you know i think it's fair that he is not one of my favorites because i think the others are so much more well developed um notice that it wasn't till pretty late in the game that they determined that they needed to take the story a little more seriously and that made the movie better yeah so things that come late aren't necessarily bad what are you talking about no, I know, but I just mean, he just, I don't know. I feel, I'm just He's trying to, misfit. I'm just trying, trying, trying to say, say I'm just trying to say that I feel like your attempt at justification was a little weak and not thought through. <laughs> oh, goodness. You're like, mom, you can have your dopey hate, but oh, don't I try to, but don't try to, hate. but don't, don't try dopey. to justify it with things that don't make sense when you would say that the exact same thing doesn't apply to the story. Well, see, I'm, that doesn't matter because characters take longer to develop. And when you throw them do all they, last minute. Do they definitely all the time? Is no, that always true? No, not always. <laughs> also, the queen was developed pretty late into who she ultimately became. At first, she was totally different. So there's another character. I'm just saying you have no, like, you don't, you're in deep water without floaties and you can't swim. Let's go on. (laughs) Let's go on to animation. Uh, I liked in the beginning. All right, comment. I mean, wait, no, wait, comment. 
comment, please. Go ahead. <laughs> was that worth it, Mom? <laughs> yes, okay. it was worth it. Uh, in the beginning, I liked uh, the water effects when uh, Snow White is singing into the the wishing well. Mm. Mm. Um, I liked the the, the um, birds got like scared by the echo too. Yes, like yes. just fluttered away and stuff. But then it would come back and be kind of curious. Yeah, it was very mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, I guess generally, yeah, the animals are their own character. And, and yeah, like, it's a nice reaction and kind of interaction with the environment that, uh, that they add. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a few more fun facts because I should probably do them at the beginning of a section rather than at the end like I just did. So, animation fun facts. Animator Art Babbitt ran art classes art class sessions for a month until it was suggested that they recruit Don Graham, the art teacher from the Quinnyard Institute. He was joined by Phil Dyke a few weeks later. These classes were principally concerned with human anatomy and movement, though instruction later included action analysis, animal anatomy, and acting. So yeah, while they were working on this, the animators were like taking classes basically to, to up their game and their skill level beyond the shorts that they'd already been doing. Um, according to legend, the Inkers used rouge to color Snow White's cheek during the cell painting process. The Inkers experimented with makeup for the blush effect, but in actuality, materials like rouge and lipstick failed. Eventually, they tried a red dye, applying it with a cotton-wrapped pencil akin to a cotton swab. Auger was the only... I've, though I apparently don't have her first name on here... A woman with the last name of Auger was the only inker who could apply the dye properly, and she used this process for the entire film. This effect would be used again in Pinocchio and Fantasia, though not as extensively. The effect was arduous and complicated. Auger had to place several cells together on an animation board, one atop the other, just like in the process of animation, in order to get the registration right, the spot of red just right in relation to the preceding and following ones. All of this without any guide. She would work out her own extremes and then animate the blush and in in the in-betweens eventually her abilities were recognized by the studio as she rose to become the head of inking and special effects she even taught classes on animation at the studio she left in 1941 supposedly as part of the strike at the time you should get her full name Yes, I I had it. I don't know why I didn't copy it over. I'll look when we start discussing some more. Although film histories often state that the animation of the human characters was criticized, more recent scholarship finds that most viewers praised the realistic style of the human animation, with several stating that audiences will forget that they are watching animated humans rather than real ones. They did record live-action stuff to use as reference, they generally didn't like the idea of rotoscoping, so that was generally not used. It was generally just using the live-action footage as reference, mm-hmm. but there was, I think, with Snow White and the Prince in particular, some actual use of rotoscoping, which is just the process where you have live-action footage and you draw over it to like literally use what the live-action was rather than just using it as inspiration. Yeah, so live-action book opening, starting the tradition of that. Wanted to point that out. Uh, The clothes always moved really well. I loved, like, the... The queen's cape. Well, (gasps) yeah. The queen's cape was amazing. The queen's cape was good, but, like, Snow White, when she was going through the forest, as she was running away, like, how her cape is, is pulled and tugged, and, yeah, like, that interaction always looked great. Um, question. You know how you, 
the way that they draw animation with the backgrounds and the backgrounds where then they do an overlay, is that what was used with this? Yes. Okay. And I was just going to say, what I found interesting and stood out to me, having now watched a lot of animation, is the background was beautiful, but it looked like a pastel painting. It didn't, it didn't feel, the people and the animals. Helen Auger. Helen Auger was the name of the lady that I was talking about. Okay. Her first name was Helen. Anyways, please continue. Sure. Well, I was just going to say, so in that sense, I don't mean that, that the characters and the background were disjointed like some anim- some movies that we have talked about, but it was obvious to me that it was a painted background sure. as opposed to feeling like it was a real and that they were actually in the castle or whatever. Um, it, but, but it was beautiful, but it was, it, again, it looked like a pastel it gives it kind of a, a storybook quality, I would yeah. kind of say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then the movements, the body movements, and, and I feel like the animal movements and things were well, I mean, yeah, they didn't, there was, I was just in the moment because they, they made me feel like this was, you know, really happening. When the huntsman lets go of the knife, you don't hear it hit the ground. There was a couple of times where they chose not to do sound effects that I think now that they would wouldn't necessarily Usually. emphasize but would have in there. Yeah. So with the uh turtle, there mm. was a bit where it was going down the stairs and it you know, it's hitting a wooden block. But then that turtle fell more times, but it it never repeated that sound because it wasn't a part of a bit. But I think it could have made some sort of sound. I I'm of two minds of that, and this is more sound design, but whatever. Um, I'm of two minds of that because I feel like, for instance, we probably should have heard the knife hit the ground. I just think that probably would have added to the scene. But I also, like, especially when they're singing going on, I sometimes really appreciated the lack of Foley work that didn't interrupt the music. That, remember when we were in the car listening to Lady and the Tramp 2 music? Yes. And it the sound effects are really loud and obnoxious while they're singing. Yeah. That's the like other end of this spectrum where you're going too hard on this, especially during music sequences. So I kind of, I enjoyed the restraint in some ways, but I do feel like there was sometimes like the dagger dropping and maybe some of the turtle scenes that you were mentioning where, yeah, it kind of felt like there was too much of an absence, like something should be there. The way Snow White walks on tiptoes, hands out, very extra, kind of love it. (laughs) Yeah, like her, when she's going through, she has her hands up, like her wrist out. It's so like dainty and kind of like campy. I don't know, I like it. Yeah. One thing as far as animation or coloring Mm -hmm. that has always stood out to me is they make such a point of saying, and the met and the... Wait, the magic mirror? Yes. Is that magic what we said? Mirror, okay. Yeah. Magic mirror. Um, her skin is white as snow. It's not. Her skin doesn't look <laughs> particularly white to me. And I just mean it's, it's also like, not a good compliment. No, no, it's not. But I mean, if they're going to make an emphasis of that, there just was not a, enough of a contrast. Um, sure. To, and I'm like, I, I this always bothered me because then that line I think comes out even maybe at the end or, or I don't know. It, it's brought up. Several sure, times. sure, yeah. It's, it's like, definitely okay. repeated. Yeah. 
I like the lighting as the dwarves walk over the log and past the little waterfall while they're singing hi-ho. Just a beautiful orange-red sky. Mm. It's really, really cute. Really beautiful, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, the queen kicking apart a skeleton, real morbid. I know. <laughs> Have yeah. a drink. Yes. Oh, Messed I up. I, think I don't I... know who that was. Their theory that yes. it's like her parents or something, but it's oh, like that's I don't. Terrible. That's not confirmed. Let's yeah, yeah, let's chill that. with our no, dark takes. Whoever it is that's just still sad. But no, it is still yeah. a dead person. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that could have been good. Uh, kind of foreshadowing if it went with the prince going into the dungeon sure or maybe it's kind of a nod to that story point that you know somebody i don't know but yeah it's it's nice set dressing are you guys ready for my most important animation note (laughs) (laughs) grumpy's butt cheeks could clap stop it (laughs) he's got (laughs) <laughs> some buns stop it oh, when he stop. is playing the organ and they are moving like like back and forth i'm like wow grumpy's got a little bit of a butt <laughs> I, I, I can't completely throw you i could have lived without because i definitely dear. have a note here that says grumpy's butt control <laughs> i noticed it as well it was oh. a choice Mm-hmm. See, I didn't. I focused. This is this is where our minds are different. I focused on the seat going down. I was like, "Well, what? That's a very interesting." Yeah, like, but what's there. on the seat, Mom? What's on the seat? I don't focus on these. What would the movie have been like if it were live action? There have been many adaptations of Snow White in live action. I don't really know which ones I've. I don't know if I've actually ever seen them. Obviously, the story can work in live action, but I guess let's. Let's focus on the things that are particular to this, like, could dwarves that are like these characters specifically work as well in live action? What do we think about those sorts of things? Uh, I think... And the animals. The animals. I think the dwarves could be done because, like, part of it is their clothing and stuff like that. Like, Sleepy's... Clothing being very droopy and things like that. Like, you can... Would Sneezy be kind of the worst in live action, though? He would be very annoying, and I'd imagine he'd have actually be holding a tissue a lot. And boogers. Ooh, I feel like you'd see... I feel there, like he, it would Ugh. drip and Ugh. stuff. Ugh, a lesser movie would do boogers, and I won't... I wouldn't want that. No. But you could, you could like... Maybe paint, just maybe just is like maybe just decide to not have sleepy if you do live action. Sneezy. Sneeze. That's sorry, that's what I mean. Maybe maybe switch Sneezy out for a different one. I mean, you can do a lot with makeup, like happy having like really rosy cheeks. More. Yeah. A Santa Claus, Sneezy like a red nose because he's you know, using his tissue or whatever. So Sleepy would do have you like, feel like under his eyes. Do you feel like in a live action adaptation? The dwarves should be played by little people. Dwarves. Or do you feel like <laughs> it it could be not little people, but just the effects make them look like they're small? Uh, I don't feel confident. Yeah. Taking, ha- having a take on this. Like, yeah. I don't, there's the, the argument of like, or I don't know if this is an argument, but like, if there's only so many roles for them like why take it away yeah unless it's like they don't want to be put in that role i don't want to be this right sort of thing and it's like that's fair it's like, like i don't want to always be given roles like this yeah i i'm not sure what the right answer is there 
Yeah. I probably my, depends on the individual. Yeah. Yeah. And and two, when you go to live and um, live action versus animation, I just think the charm of the characters are going to be lost. Um, I just I think you have to get I think you have to get real good facial act like actors who have real good face acting to do the dwarves well. Like they are they're very um, they're exaggerated yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. So you need to have actors who can really exaggerate because otherwise they're going to fall pretty flat. Yeah. I think you, I think you'd have to lean into it. Yeah, definitely. You can't, I don't think you could play them. You can't do an understated grumpy. He's got to be the grumpiest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you have to see him being like, he's at a point forcing himself to be that way because contrary to how he actually feels like you have to be able to see that. It's part of why I think Sneezy's bad too, is because like, that's not a personality. Anyways, I'll get into it later. Yeah. Um, well the other bottom line is I just, the thing that I don't like about live, um, live action is you just have to have so many more lines and dialogue to do what you can do beautifully in animation where you can you can convey a feeling or a thought just by how you draw the animation and, and how you know how they move and act and and the, I don't know the beauty and the simplicity of that I just prefer so much more. I'm not sure if you have to have more dialogue or or anything to do it but it is harder to do it without like the 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 what kind, like an example scene the thing the thing about animation is the control it gives you sure. and so live action is inherently less controlled generally and because the that's... more the more controlled that you try to make it with computers the more artificial it typically feels so you have to be a pretty skilled director and a, a skilled actors and skilled camera work and stuff to do some things that are easier to just draw the way that you want if it's animation. I think it just takes more effort. What do you think would be the most important thing to translate from an animated version of this to a live action version of this? I think it's the dwarves. Like I think you they think? I think you need to get really good actors to portray them. I think Snow White you sh- I mean, I think obviously, I think that all of the you should try to get really good actors for all the characters, but I think it is most important to get good actors for the dwarves, especially Grumpy. Grumpy is essential. If Grumpy doesn't land, you failed the movie, and then you should you should get someone to play the queen who can go into camp because the queen should be camp. Yeah. Don't try to do an understated queen. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Snow White and the Huntsman, but I hear that the queen is great in it. I forget the actress's name. I think it's Charlize Theron. Yes. And I think Charlize Theron knows what camp is and like when you should use it. And I've heard good things about her performance. And that's what the queen should be. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do you think in a live action version, Snow White should be like an obvious teen or just a young adult? Young adult. Should she be like... 14 or 15 like an actress who is Hmm. that age or should she be you know early 18 or early 20s like should she be an adult actor i think it depends on how you're gonna play who you're gonna have the prince because (laughs) that's gonna bother me if there's a big yeah you know if there's a big i would say i would 
I would say, at least with what I'm saying, they're going to be around the same age. So if they're around the same age, which one do you think? I I think I agree with Jan that like it really heavily relies on the sort of relationship with the prince to play off. She, like I said, Snow White's like so charismatic. Yes. I don't know that that big scene where she's like, oh, you must be grumpy. How would that play? <laughs> With a younger, like with a teen versus a like eighteen, nineteen. She's got, yeah. I mean, she's got to have. I think she could do. I mean, maybe an older, a, a young adult could do that. So yeah, I think it might be like how how is the prince and prince's relationship with Snow White? How do you want to portray that? Because I think that would be pretty important too. He doesn't do a lot, but like, if you mess that up then you mess up the end of the movie. Like, this guy's got to kiss this girl. And not just, like, I think a live-action one should should more address and, and make certain that it's like, yes, she really likes this guy. Not like, oh, I just met him and I don't know. But I'm because, really, to make the end not feel bad. I'm really worried that they're going to try to make up for that too much. Because Disney does is planning to make a live-action movie. And I'm worried that they're going to try to make the prince be in a lot of the movie to try to make up for this. And I don't really want him to be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about the prince and I don't really want to see them try to make me care about him. Just, like, make him a, a fun dude and make the relationship not seem creepy. But it can still be minimal. Like, focus on Snow White and the dwarves, please. I wonder... Because it feels like if they make him bigger they're going to make the dwarves lesser you know what i'm saying sure that's my fear yeah but again like i don't want the end to feel bad i get you i'm wondering if you switch it up and and not have them meet right at the beginning but have them have more of a if if she is spending time with the dwarves more if she if there is this boy that has that she has seen in the forest. Maybe. And then they maybe... That feels like help. a little bit of a Sleeping Beauty situation, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think they could... I could think they could do that and... and Because, yeah, both at the end of, like, this princess is unconscious and you're going to kiss them. So... Well, we'll talk about that in spoilers. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> I think if, I get if they had more of a relationship... Uh, what a live action one really runs the risk of is making that feel bad. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think a prince matters I'm just more. worried that they're going to overcompensate trying to prevent it feeling bad, though, and they're going to make the dwarves bad. Let's go ahead to, uh, song, to, to uh, sound design. Snow White became the first American film to have a soundtrack album released in conjunction with the feature film. Before Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, a film soundtrack recording was unheard of and of little value to a movie studio. Um, So thank you, Snow White, because I care a lot about soundtrack recordings. (laughs) Um, Someday My Prince Will Come has become a jazz standard that has been performed by numerous artists. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know that. Um, Here's my actual notes. I like the part where the well echo harmonizes with her. Mm-hmm. Not realistic, but real cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Mom couldn't resist singing Hi Ho. Yeah. <laughs> she also couldn't help singing with the Yodel song. Yes. <laughs> um, and then she also hummed to Someday My Prince Will Come. Yes. <laughs> so Mom really likes the music in this movie. <laughs> yes. 
yeah. Which is valid. I, I, yeah, I mean. I'm going to have a hard time choosing my favorites and least favorites. But you have to. I know. Uh, we already talked about the Foley. Yes. Uh, the animals sounded good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of, like, bird tweeting and things. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the music scene where they were dancing, that was very cute. Um, the song. I, I guess I know they had to like bring up certain instruments when it showed a dwarf playing it, but sometimes the mix was Yeah, it could vary. Yeah. I think they pro I think they mix it better on the soundtrack release of it. Um I love the pipes with the piano. Those are the fun, yeah. yeah they're they're just very cute. so neat. Oh, also even the cuckoo clock and that, mm. that kind of ta- uh, caught me off guard of the little frog coming out and all of that. And that yeah. was cute and cute sound and, and cute just design of that. Too. Definitely. Yeah. Anything else with sound design? I don't think so. Uh, before we go on to the next section, I'm going to talk briefly about sequels and remakes. In the 2000s, Disney Toon Studios began development of a computer animated prequel to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs That's titled... Awful. Titled The Seven Dwarfs. Dwarfs. Director Mike Disa and uh, screenwriter Evan Spilotopoulos pitched a story explaining how the the dwarfs met and how the evil queen killed Snow White's father and took the throne. According to Disa, Disney Toon Management changed the prequel to center around how Dopey lost his voice (gasps) upon witnessing the death of his mother. Oh my god. That's too... After Disney purchased Pixar in 2006, John Lasseter, Disney Toon's new chief creative officer, canceled Dwarves, along with all other sequel plans. Um, In March 2016, the studio announced a new film in development titled Rose Red, a live-action spinoff film which will be told from the perspective of Snow White's sister, Red Rose. Brie Larson is considered for the title role. In October 2016, a live-action adaptation of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was announced. Binge Pasek, and I'm I'm doing it on purpose now, and Justin Paul, who wrote new song material for the live-action adaptation of... Aladdin, so you know you know that great song that Jasmine sang? Yeah. We'll write new songs for the project. You sound so In twenty nineteen, Mark Webb was signed on as director. Principal photography was originally scheduled to begin in March twenty twenty in Vancouver, but filming was then delayed to the summer or fall of twenty twenty due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um they didn't update it to let me know if it if it started in summer or fall or if they're still delaying it. So it might be a while till we get to see what I'm sure will be. I can't wait to hear those new songs. Oh, oh gosh. Um, You're so, such a mess. So, uh, <laughs> so there's that. Goodness. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it? Hold up. Um, I have two things to discuss here. The first really caught me off guard. Because the other one I was, I was prepared for. During the Yodel song, there's a part where Dopey has a symbol and then she kicks it and then he puts it on his head and acts like an Asian caricature as he goes off screen. I did. I, that is the first time I've noticed it. I have seen this movie multiple times. First time I noticed that. I saw her kick it. There is so much going on in the scene that Mm -hmm. your eyes can easily not focus on that, but it's there. I saw her kick it and I was like, oh, that's cute. And I just did not pay attention uh, to it. Yeah, it's there. And I was like, What? So that bit of racism is in there, and that sucks. <laughs> um, then also uh, the the old lady disguise for the for the queen 
she's got a big old nose she's a witch like she's got jewish caricature things going on and that's unfortunate um it's yeah like yeah it's just there yeah um so that's just that's just a part of her design and that's unfortunate um but yeah the the one before that really wasn't expecting that was there any other uh things for this section that you wanted to discuss i think mom had maybe some things well sorry based on earlier stuff (laughs) just the I don't know, unhealthy, love at first sight type thing, which again, I I know is in a lot of things, but again, especially not knowing really how old the prince is supposed to be. And I know you said, um, but that she was obviously a young maiden. And I understand that even back in that period of, 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 of time, this women, women where, you know, women did marry very young, but that just bothers me. That just really bothers me. I, I don't get know. it. And I was thinking about it before we watched this, but the film honestly came off way better in this regard than I think I was anticipating when I was actually paying attention to it. So I guess that's why I don't fully agree because they take pains to show them connecting at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then she talks about him throughout the movie. Yeah. So I don't know. It just... I think... It was, I was just kind of whatever, like, it's fine. Well, okay. Like, it, 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 it's not realistic, and if you start thinking about it, and that's the only sort of thing you're showing kids, it's gonna have a toxic mindset, but I think in isolation, it's kind of whatever. Yeah, and I think because, like, for example, if you compare it to Tangled, that they meet... She has never been around a man or anything else, or but they get to know each other in a, in a course sure. of, of you know events and and over time, and then she ends up liking him. But even to a sorry, although even, I sorry before we move off of Tangled, two notes: one that also has Jewish caricature problems. Oh yeah, um, and two. So in in Snow White. I don't know what their ages are, but they look like they're drawn fairly close together. That's not the case in Tangled. Um, He looks way older, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the difference, but she doesn't look as young to me. She seems like 18, and he seems like 27. Like, looks feels like a big difference, and I don't like it a whole lot. Yeah. Well, and two is, I mean, just bottom with... Again, this is all in But I do, tales. sorry, I do agree generally with, like, I guess I do like how that story lets these two bond overall, but I also kind of worry that a live-action Snow White will turn it into Tangled and make the dwarves background characters yeah. to focus on them, and I don't want that. Like, Tangled is, I have issues with it, but, like, it's pretty good for what it is, um, but I don't want a Snow White live-action to be Tangled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But again, I mean, that that unrealistic thing just bothers me. And, sure. and the healthy, again, because in real life, lots of people do rush into relationships. True. And, you know. Let's go on to our... Spoiler alert. Skip to... One hour, 19 minutes, and 14 seconds. I like how you hear just a little bit of one song in the musical score when Snow White thinks of what she wants to wish for with her 
magic apple. Yeah. Like you hear just like a couple notes of it. I liked that. Uh, also, I think the climactic scene in the rain is a visual and auditory treat. It's just, it's real dramatic and has a lot of energy to it with the rain coming down and lightning flashing. It's good. Grumpy crying gets me every time. Made me tear up. Oh, did it? That jerk. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, he's the one who pretends he doesn't feel, but now he's feeling. No, I mean, he feels so much. He's got to put on a big old mask. I know. It made me tear up a little, yeah. The ending using a lot of word description to connect her funeral to the prince arriving. A little bit clunky. Yeah. Not sure it's even needed. Like, I feel like you could have had them crying at her bedside and then like, like a shot of like the sky and part of the forest. And like, it shows time passing well, they did like, or that. seasons. They did that. But just that. Yes. But just that. And then them, you know, they, they, you can even show them entering the scene to where her thing is to show that like insinuate they do this periodically they're visiting her they're there and then the prince comes like i don't think that we need the words describing why the prince came one thing that maybe they could have done is if they were on her with like you said with seasons passing but then also as the seasons are passing the 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 flowers she has around her are always fresh to kind of imply that they are sure. always changed or something. Yeah, yeah. So to me, the unrealistic <laughs> things let's go, let's kind go. of like with Vaughn in our Mulan where the horse is being held up with a single rope. Okay. Um the things that bother me is that she's put into this sleep uh-huh. and the evil queen makes the point of saying, ha ha ha, they're going to bury her um, and she will be buried alive. So you're still keeping her under glass, which would have no oxygen. And this distinctly showing over a year's time, which means your body, whether or not, you know, you're, you have to have sustenance for your body not to wither away and die and shrivel. So, how does that all happen? It's magic. <laughs> Mom, it's magic. I know, but if yeah, she was buried if she was buried in the ground, she would still be alive, but she'd sleep forever in the ground. Yeah. That's what the queen was cackling over. It's just magic. It's not, it's not comparable to the scene from Mulan, because the Mulan doesn't have overt magic in the same way. Like the horse dragon. the horse wasn't held up by magic. That's not a thing that we can reasonably intuit. Okay. But we can reasonably intuit that she is kept alive by magic. Okay, maybe. Okay, I'm just going to have to have my mind go to kind of like in... This um, feels like no, the I... Snow Queen and the girl going into the snow without shoes again. It's magic, Mom. Well, it's like you gotta magic accept rose, magic. Rose in Beauty and the Beast, I guess. Right, I that's been like that's that. like a rose that isn't doesn't have any water or anything that's been alive yeah. for years. Okay. Yes, okay, it's magic. Yeah, no, I mean they they say that your blood stops in your veins, not that. Yeah, it's like you she's are frozen. dead. It's a it's a sleep. Yeah, and and yeah, if the blood stops, it's like your processes aren't going. You don't need to eat. But she's so, not decomposing. No, at the end. <laughs> At the end, they're picking her up and putting on the horse. And I was just thinking like, ah, yes, her legs are atrophied because she hasn't (laughs) walked. 
and she can't. <laughs> she could probably walk, guys. She can't walk to the horse and must be must ride the horse to the new home. It's just because he's a prince and he's carrying her like a princess. No, she can't. Her leggies don't work. <sighs> See, but this might needed uh, well because I guess it has to be in spoilers, but. We're in in spoilers. No, I know. Oh, sure. But but it's also to me kind of like how's it hold up? Sure. So now now you're just gonna send her off. You have been you've been such precious little dwarves, and you've I actually and then you're just gonna hand her off to this guy. I can and she's gonna. I can kind of get. I'm not completely on the same page as you, like in motivation, but I uh, the end that has her leave the dwarves, and then they go out on a hill and. The, uh, the inn that has her leave the dwarfs and then they go to a <laughs> hill and look out and see a castle like obscured by clouds or whatever. Like, I get it. I get what I'm supposed to feel, but I still that. just kind of feel yeah. sad that she left the dwarfs. <laughs> like, it still just kind of is sad to see her explicitly be like, bye. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. we kind of assume that she'll probably see them again, but maybe she doesn't. I don't know. It kind of like it. It makes it a little sad in a way that I don't want it to be, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and two, I... And then there's what you're saying, which is a little different, but we're in the same general vicinity of emotion here. Well, and again, that just that the woman, a woman needs, you know, is going to have their prince and he's going to just make everything perfect and happily ever after. And again, I know that that's how all fairy tales end and happily ever after, but he wasn't the champion. The little dwarves were. They... They did you, try to help her, and well, I mean, I it's know. not like she's gonna get with the dwarves. No, I know, but she wants a love. Yeah, like yeah. I think they did the work, and of also her and they, want they want her to be yes. happy. Yes, they did the work of her explicitly talking about. Yes, whenever they wanted a story, she's telling them that she, you know, is lo- loves this guy, and so I think if they see her so happy that this guy, when she wakes up, that it is the same person that they would understand. Like, yeah. this is what you want and like yes we are sad but this is what you want also if she if she's with him for a bit and she decides she doesn't like him she could leave she presumably is in charge of a kingdom now because the queen died that was my question and i don't know who took over in the intervening time thank you but snow white's the rightful queen huh yeah yeah there's a kingdom with no queen for at least a year well they probably have someone who took over in that power vacuum yeah i don't know who we didn't meet enough characters to know but i imagine someone's there and maybe there's a power struggle sequel (laughs) (laughs) if snow white live action is successful a sequel can be about her having to get her kingdom back Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know and- why you guys don't appreciate my ideas. <laughs> I feel like they're real good, and you guys just are like, whatever, get out of here. It's interesting, too, that they don't go too much into backstory, because, again, you have no idea why this uh, this evil queen, who is her stepmother, and they make clear that relationship, mm-hmm. what happened to Snow White's parents, you know, her father, whatever, whatever happened to all of that, why is the queen... The plague. Singly- the plague. I'm, no, I'm just, no. I'm just yeah, offering no, that. I have no idea. Um, or the skeleton in the, you know, that passes by that. Yeah. that I mean, I guess if you want to be that person. No, but, uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's interesting. But no, I don't mean that Snow White would have stayed for the dwarves forever. I just mean that she should have had more time to develop her relationship instead of just riding off into the sunset with this guy. Yeah, I think maybe the the dwarves could have 
given her something like to kind of signify their can they just go they with them? I know. Can I think the dwarves some... live in a castle? I know. In some versions, are they not allowed they... to live in a nice place? <laughs> I mean, do they like their? They might like. It could be like a. Do. It could be like a, a home that they still have, but like they could but have the rooms work in the... there by their work. Yeah, I don't think yes, money is an issue for them. They have. I guess so. They have oh. gobs and gobs of diamonds and jewels of every kind. I think they could build and and have any kind of house they wanted. It's amazing they were still alive, given how poor. Poorly they live though. Truly, yeah. I like their vault. They're like, oh, this is a vault that we have with a key, key right here. It's right, there. like yes. if you find this, just unlock it and see what's in here. No big. <laughs> so silly. Um, yeah. And uh, they even say they they mine all day. They mine for all this, but they don't really know why because it's not like they use it to have a you know a rich or extravagant life. Um. So we watched some of the. Uh, extras that were on D- Disney Plus and one thing they there were two deleted scenes that we saw actually one was on YouTube yes but the one on Disney Plus with the bed i think i would have liked it sans some of the goofiness if the bed would have then turned into her coffin oh yeah no and that's what i was thinking too the way they described it what they how they were making it yes. i actually an, immediately thought of that yeah no like i i think they could have put that in there because then it could have led to mm-hmm. that interesting that would have been like sad uh, but you know they that was for her and, and there she was so I would have liked that. I um, This kind of also makes me... I haven't really talked about, because I said at the beginning, when we originally watched this in the past year or two, um, and we weren't paying as much attention, I kind of felt like too much of it was just the dwarves being silly. But watching it this time, I feel like almost every dwarf scene is important. Like... The first one is us getting to know them and understanding who they are as characters. Then it's like having to wash up and like this is building their relationship with Snow White and everything. Um, and and the different ways that they are approaching that. Um, I don't know. It felt like all the scenes with them were there for a reason. The Yodel songs there. Cause that's even more bonding. Like at this point they're getting real close together and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's, it feels the bed scene. I can see why it was cut because ultimately it doesn't feel like it facilitates the character growth and, or getting, or, or growing close or anything like that in the way that the scenes that are there do. So I don't know. Yeah, I think with well, currently what the film is, is she was there with them for a day then was killed. Like the passage of time was that day and the next day the queen came. Uh, so if there were, if they wanted a more of passage of time, then having the bed scene would make sense. Yeah. I would have liked that because I think you could have worked it into you know, about showing how much she does for them and just out of the generosity of her heart and how much she kind of takes care of them and them wanting, again, to, to do this special thing for her. And then I would have liked there to be a longer time because it does bother me that she's there for one day and she she's killed the next. It's just, it's just simple storytelling. Like, I get it and I do 
understand that, but the scene as presented was way too long and not funny yeah, enough sure. to justify it. Yeah. And I don't think you need a passage of time for the emotions of this to work. I still tear up when Grumpy's crying over her. So, like, yeah, like, when you objectively look at it, you're like, it was like a day. But it doesn't necessarily feel like that emotionally. Like, it doesn't necessarily feel like they've barely known each other, even though they have, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it works with what they give. Uh, uh, One thing that I wanted to bring up was the the spell and needing was it true love's first kiss first kiss and i would have loved if <laughs> you know what would have been so good if okay so she gave kisses to all the dwarves and i'm feeling where you're going and 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 so they they couldn't have kissed her i think that they sh- I think that it would have worked if they did. Not on the lips, on her head or something. But if she kissed them, but then Grumpy didn't want it. But then she died. And then near the end, he was like really sad. And they put her there. And then he kisses her head. And that worked. Babe, I love this so much. And it's not for them to get together. It's just because he truly cared for her. I love it. Yeah. I would have liked that. I would have liked that better. I made the movie. I would have liked that better. Ugh. Babe, I love that. And then they could be they could be hanging out and we go right a, from some Snow White fan fiction. That would be <laughs> so wonderful. And then they could be you know hanging out, and then the, you know the the prince can find her in the in the woods, and, and she's like, still, eh. yeah. <laughs> or she's like, I need a date, or like my seven dads won't let me, yeah, uh, just leave with you, but. You know, they'll have a cha- a chaperoned visit. Yeah. So, uh, ri- totally writers of the live action uh, one that they're working on, I know that you're listening to this. You listen to every episode. You are a huge fan, and I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, please do this. Yes. Can you keep the focus on on the on the dwarves? Have the prince still be a very minor character? Do this thing with Grumpy, That'd and then great. at the end, it can <laughs> be like, she can be like, yes, I do, I do want us to like hang out, Prince, but like we're gonna have to go on dates, and they're. You fixed the 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 feminism gripe that people have, so you're doing that thing that these Disney remakes want to do, where they're fixing the things that people complain online about. You fixed that, and you have made it so beautiful. It's I grumpy. know. I know. That would so be so. Do that. Yes. Uh, thank it. you for listening. We really appreciate that you are a loyal listener. We did, <laughs> we did the podcast. That's it. Yeah. All right. Let's be done with spoilers. Let's go on to favorites and least favorites. Least favorite scene least favorite scene uh i think what you were saying the the soap portion of the washing up just being too long yeah the the washing up scene itself is fine like the song's cute them um playfully bullying grumpy who deserves it because he's being a curmudgeon is good but the soap scene's too long and i wonder if that was so long because it was leading up to the other deleted scene because the payoff was the soap in the spoon getting uh, yeah the the regurgitated the other, the other deleted scene was the soup song or whatever and, and yeah like in that towards the end dopey accidentally swallows a spoon and they get they end up getting it forcing it out of him and it flies the soap flies out hits the wall and the spoon pins it to the wall so it's a payoff uh, yeah, so I wonder if that animator who got his scenes cut, like, if he would have been extra mad if that was shortened too. Probably. So that was just left in there. But yeah, the, the soap portion. It was too long. 
at the very least make it just the first part not the second part but even the first part could should, should have been shorter i agree actually that's 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 my least favorite what was your favorite scene in the movie oh i forgot to say this but my wife wanted me to 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 repeat what I said whenever uh, the evil queen was concocting her potion that what she's like stem goals or she's a stem queen or something <laughs> that's it's right. like she's full of signs look at she's got vials and stuff not my favorite scene but I had to say that uh, I think my favorite was her you know running through the forest uh, and, and all of the ways that the real things turned into her imaginative scary things yeah I liked that I think my favorite scene is in spoilers, and it's uh, oh, a, right. a rainy climactic chase. Um, uh, I, I was trying to really think about it because that's what I first gravitated to. But I was like, "Is that my favorite?" I mean, I love a lot of stuff in this movie. I love um, the huntsman having a change of heart, but also the build up to him having that change of heart with the 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 fear in it or whatever as his shadow approaches. I love that forest scene that you talked about. I love a lot of the scenes with her on the dwarves, but I think it's that climactic scene in the rain and spoilers that is my favorite. I've just been trying yeah, I think my favorite scene would have to be the the first part of the hand washing scene. I love how the mm-hmm. um you know her uh, uh, and you know, and and it's you know, really stopping good. them from all their their eating and you know, shoving stuff in their face, and then that whole just meticulous, each having to show their hands and it's all good. the different reactions of how they were doing that, and then even too is the cute way that some of them again were were the washing up and and so forth. I I like that. That's valid. That's really that's a really good scene. Yeah. All right, characters we're going to do a little differently just for this specific movie. This isn't a regular thing. Um, we're going to start with, what was your favorite animal? Least favorite. What was your least? <laughs> no, with animals, we're not going to do least. I oh. mean, do you have a least favorite animal? If oh. you want to dunk on some animals, we can do that. But oh, I was just no. going to go with your favorite animal. Oh, okay. No, no, that's good. Who's your favorite no, animal? No, hold on, though. I would just Okay, Valerie wants to dunk. That they were cute, but the raccoons looked the funniest of them. <laughs> of, sure. of the animals, the raccoons, they kind of had like a, a I don't know. They they were the most cartoony. Sure. The 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 face. Sure. Uh but favorite the birds. They were very cheeky whenever the uh dwarves uh saw that the light was on oh, in their they house. Were. They wrapped yes. on mm. the the wood to freak them out some more. That was so rude. I yeah. like the birds. Well, and I did, I was going to say the birds too because I just like the little family. Everything from the little bird uh singing with Snow White at the beginning when she gets over her fright to again, yeah, them um just them being that little family unit and then them just doing so much and then yeah, them them the birds might be my actual favorite, but I need to give a shout out to to my man, the turtle. Yeah, sure. Because um, yeah. <laughs> he was he was just a fun little recurring like he's slow. That's his bit, and it's cute. But I think the bird, I think the birds are probably my favorite, and I think there's a reason why the birds are the most parodied animal friend. Sure. Yeah. 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 And I will say again. It's not like it's a close second or anything, but I do love the bunnies and the bunnies sniffing, especially when she's gone through her emotional ordeal running through the woods and, and is the, comes up and, and is, yeah, yeah. they're pretty cute. Who was your least favorite dwarf? Pick a dwarf, dwarf. drag him. Dwarf. Pick a dwarf, a drag dwarf. him. A <laughs> dwarf. 
Um, I wonder who I think I'm you already choose. I wonder who I'm gonna choose. You use your sneezy. It's mine is sneezy. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't hate sneezy, but it's not a personality trait, and it's not a very funny bit. Yeah. So replace sneezy with someone else because he's just not that good. And mine's dopey. Yeah, I think I'd have to go with uh, with you, Jan. That dopey's overused. Yeah, I did the the one. I I like the little things where like whenever he's walking behind them, he always has to skip his. Uh, stride a few times and you see that each time like I like those little things but when it's focusing on him doing a thing a lot that's it it takes more time yeah who was your also I don't know if I condone this uh this this dopey (laughs) hate I don't know if I condone it how come if you so we're gonna start sneezy hate how come if we don't like someone this is what I deserve we're haters (laughs) this is what I deserve not fair you're right. Um, <laughs> who is your favorite dwarf? Bashful. Bashful is so cute. Grumpy, grumpy has like a close second. It's so grumpy. hard for me to yeah, choose because I, I do Bashful. love Grumpy man is a close second. I think grumpy I have to go with. Vibe. I think I have to go with Grumpy because he made me cry. Sure. But I do really love Bashful. Bashful is so cute mm-hmm. when he gets the kiss on his head. I love it. He's very cute. Um, this wasn't something I was planning, but. Do do a numbered list of the dwarfs. Oh no! Oh, Rank them. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh. Okay. I guess dopey, sneezy, sleepy. Uh. Now I have to remember all seven of them. And wait, that's are hard. you going in happy, from least, least to favorite? Happy dot grumpy. Oh, okay. uh, Do- so low. Bashful. Least least oh, favorite wow, to most favorite. Yes, I said dopey, sneezy, sleepy, happy. Uh, Doc, Grumpy, Bashful. Right? No? I mean, is that all I of think them? so. Yeah. I think mm. so. Yeah. Whatever that was. Mine mine might be that same order. Okay, so Leashed uh, is Dopey, then Sneezy, then Sleepy, then Happy, because he didn't really do much. I mean, I don't know. Then Doc. Yeah. Then Grumpy, and then Bashful. I think, yeah. Oh, okay. I think so that's the same. same. Okay. Yeah, you guys were the same. Mine is sneezy, sleepy, dopey, happy, doc, bashful, grumpy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, yeah, you had a few switch. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Grumpy's my top, and I don't have dopey as far down as you guys. He's more mid. All right. Um, character. Who was your least favorite character? Could be a dwarf, could be someone else. I'm going to just, I'm committed to saying dwarf all the time now, and it is because of you. <sighs> Don't do I'm not that. even going to try to say dwarf. it better. It's dwarf. dwarf. D-O-R-F. No, it's spelled dwarf. D-W-A-R-F. D-O-R-F. Dwarf. 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 Okay. D-O-R-F. Dwarf. Least favorite character. Um, uh, the, the... The not as favorite character is probably the prince, just because he isn't in it as long. I wish there would have been more in the end instead of, uh, hopefully it's not spoilish to say, the kind of expository words that could have given us more for him than what we got overall. So I'll say the prince. Yeah, um, mine's the the skeleton and the dead. Really? (laughs) 
Snow White's dad. I think you're so funny. <laughs> um, I think I would actually have to say the prince too because I didn't have any emotional investment in him whatsoever. So I think I'm just going to have to say him. I think I'm going to go with Sneezy. I really think that it should have been. A t- I think you had so many options and you narrowed it down to seven and Sneezy was the wrong choice. Should have been nifty. And I, th- I, lo- I think I looked or at tidy. it. I think no, the, I think the voice actor. can't act- do tidy. That yeah. Go, I think the voice like actor who voices Sneezy, I briefly looked at his, the hover text when I went over his name. And I think he was like known at the time for sneeze-based humor. Oh, that's upsetting. Oh, so like, I think they just really thought this was funny back in the day. And it's not. And it's also not a personality trait. Sneezy isn't terrible but he's a missed opportunity to have a better dwarf there. Well, sleepy isn't a personality trait either. It's a condition, kind of. It's more of a personality than Sneezy. Because like at least he's just, he's just like, he looks tired all the time. Yeah. What does Sneezy look like? He looks like a dude, and then he sneezes. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. So Sneezy. <laughs> tissue. So Sneezy is my least favorite. Um Okay. And then the prince is probably after that. But yeah. Okay. Who is your... all the characters <laughs> no. in the movie. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Including animals. Um, who was your favorite character? It's okay if it's a dwarf again. It's okay if it's bashful. Now I may have to Valerie's go Valerie's putting her hands on the I side know. of her face kind of like now, bashful. Now I may have to go with grumpy. I don't know. <sighs> but I really like... You know, you can't... I think it's valid if you want to say that Bashful is your favorite dwarf, but Grumpy is your favorite character. Yeah. I think that's valid. Oh, yeah. I just, and I, I think I you love, can just, I yeah. love how he was the first one. Well, Bashful's I can't, my favorite I can't, character. I can't give away some, some, um, yeah. some spoilers, but, but I just. Grumpy has some good stuff. Yeah. Even though he starts off as like a sexist jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though he starts off as the sort of person who you expect to say female and does. Female yeah. derogatory is yeah. what he said. Yes. Um, I like, I think I like Snow White. I mean, Valid. I really love her like, oh, let me guess. And then she's like, all like, oh, you must be grumpy. And then yes. she's like, I'm surprised at you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's very good. But then Evil Queen's good, too. Evil Queen's good, too. I but think I like I'm... Snow White. She has a lot of personality. I think I'm still going to go with Grumpy. I think I'm still going to go with Grumpy, but I also agree with you. I th- I love Snow White, too. Snow yeah, White's very good. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. yeah. This movie was a musical. So what was your least favorite song? I will tell you what the songs were. Thank you. You are welcome. I'm Wishing and One Song, which are... Different songs, but are also on the soundtrack group together because they literally flow into one another. Mm-hmm. Um, with a smile and a song, whistle while you work, hi ho, bloodle uddle um dum in parentheses the dwarf's washing song, mm. the dwarf's yodel song in parentheses the silly song. Okay, someday my prince will come, and then just reprises of of some of those. I think for me maybe the buttle double whatever washing, maybe. I think I agree. It's a cute scene, but it's not a very good song. Yeah, and yeah, I was just trying to think of the song itself. Yeah, it was, yeah. No, I think I agree. Like, I like, I do like the scene, but the song itself isn't like it's fine. It's not really much of a song. It's yeah, it's like Doc just like speaking in, yeah. in a bit of a rhythm with rhyme. Yeah, it's I fine, guess... but it's not much of a song. I wonder if if any of these were meant to 
teach children things, you know, like the the soup song. Sure. And the this, soup song wasn't in this. But like, but if, I the, get if you. they had that as a motivation for some of these. Um, I don't know if they had it as a primary motivation, because I think their primary motivation when they started out was gags. Sure. And then yeah. they narrowed it down more to, like, actually telling a story. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was... I mean, there's there's probably some people there who were starting to have kids and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised I'm if that curious. was in the back of some of their minds. What was your favorite song? I'm going to have to go with Hi-Ho. I'm sorry, I just love Hi-Ho. Please stop tapping. It's not good for radio. <laughs> Air taps. That's fine. That's fine. Air taps, fine. Air taps. No. Hi-ho. I don't know. It's hi-ho for me also. That song song slaps. Yeah. Uh, The hi-ho bit is good. Like, the whole song. Because the hi-ho part is good, but there's a whole part before that while they're working in the mines Mm -hmm. that is also really good. And is a great lead up into the hi-ho finale part. The, it's the song is named after the finale, but there's a whole lead up, and it's great. Yeah, I love that song. I mean, I don't listen to to Disney soundtracks a lot, so it's very hard. unlike some people like me. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just from the movie, so I guess I would say I'm wishing. Oh, the very first song. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very cute. Valid. It's mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. If Tim Curry played a character in this movie, Sneezy. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Why would you do that? Why are you trying to hurt me? The Huntsman. I know. I was thinking. Um, I just kept thinking of the Huntsman. It's a bit part, but because he could be, he could be menacing. Plus, I think he would rock that that transformation and change of heart and and contrition. And like, oh, I'm sorry. I was, you know. I just, I can see hmm. him. Hmm. I'm trying to think of if he could do any of the dwarves. Stacy. I feel like, I feel like the, the, I know uh, that I know that you're trying to bait me and I'm not going to take it. Um I f- I feel like part of the dwarf's charm is that they're a little they feel a little silly. They're a little you don't take them too seriously or think that they're the sharpest knives in the drawer. Yeah, I mean and Tim Curry live sounds smart (laughs) like he can play characters that aren't smart but i think if he plays a character that isn't smart it's someone who thinks they're smart but aren't well that would be doctor then maybe but it feels like it's still too much of an edge to doc sure yeah you know i don't know doc has his little where he flips words like could I'm Would not you sure. buy that as much? But I'm not sure of the of the dwarves. Like that's what they talk about. The leader is someone who's more self important, right? And but so, I think it just it might be a little too much still, even for Doc. Could, would he be the uh, evil queen's old lady form? I'm so shocked that you said that seriously because I was going to say that jokingly, but you like just went for it. No, I'm just saying. Like we always talk about him being an old lady. Yeah. Like no, obviously I was definitely going to say that, but you just present the way that you presented it vocally and face looking at your face just felt like such a genuine suggestion. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean he could he could it'd be hilarious. Yeah, like she's. I'm saying evil mirror. Yeah. 
Eva, Eva Mirror, Mirror because he no. has such oh, an magical Mirror. voice. Magic it's Magic Mirror. Mirror. He's Magic not evil. Mirror. He's a slave, and I that know, sucks. I know. I'm so sorry. Magic Mirror. Because he has such an epic no, voice. No, you're right. You're he right. would work that really well good. for that. Yeah, he, he would work work. really well for that. Yeah. Uh, one thing that in the uh, extras that we saw that I didn't... And he could be so sassy to her, I know. Too. I know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Please continue. That I didn't see, or I don't know if it was there and I didn't catch it in the film, was... The magic mirror in the drawings looked like it was somebody with a mask, and you could see the mm. silhouette behind them. But in the film, it was just a it was just the face with no silhouette. And like I just thought that was interesting that the conceptualization was more there is a person there, but you just see this face versus kind of what we got. I think I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Let's go on to our final consensus and what we would rate it. I think it's safe to say that we all recommend it. Yes. yes. Uh, so, yeah, what would you rate it? I think I'll I'll give it a four. It was just, like, it was good, solid. The story was tight. I think you liked this a lot more than you liked it when we casually watched it. I think so. Yeah. I think it definitely... It makes a difference when you're trying to evaluate a movie, whether or not you are really paying attention to it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and it's Because it's... if you're casually watching this, I think this is a worse movie. I think if you're, if, if, not, not that you, every time you need to watch it, need to watch it closely. But if you haven't watched it closely ever or not in a long time. You should probably do that. Like, you should probably rewatch it and, like, really appreciate what it's doing because I think so much of what it does can so easily be taken for granted. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Is that it's like, this is the first one. And so a lot of these, I bet these are, like, foundational ideas of film that you watch. Animated film, especially. Yeah, animated yeah. film. And film you... in general, I'm sure, I'm sure this is a, fa- I mean... Literally one of the things I read, MGM, like, got inspired to do Wizard of Oz because of this. So it does affect other film, too. But, but yeah, like, watching it more closely and, like, noticing the Effort. creepy forest stuff mm-hmm. and, and kind of what understanding the, the intent there is, is that it's like, no, this isn't as scary as she is thinking it. Like, this is in, this is her imagination because it is a scary situation uh, and it's like tight. Things are generally what they need to be to add character or build story. Yes, it is gag focused, or like yes, there the are the middle gags, especially, but but it's generally enjoyable. And I uh, there's a little weakness at the end. There's some weakness at the ending, but but at the ending itself, like there's some really good scenes. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I actually think I'm going to mirror that. I think I'm going to um, I'm going to also say four. Initially, I thought maybe I would rate it lower just because that this was a beginning beginning animation film. But you know what? Again, they they did they did so many good things, and they set uh, they set a good precedent. And I wish more Disney films would would retain the lessons that were were learned with Snow White. But anyway, some of the really strong things to me that make it a four is the songs, the music, the the relationships that they build, the the character development 
even in the short time that we know them, that they, you know, make distinctions between all the dwarves. Um, the animals, that, that nice, I really like the way they use the animals um, and, you know, and their relationship with Snow White and, and just even used them to help be little protagonists, the whole unit of them. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go four. I'm going to echo it. Yeah, I agree. It's a four. I, I While I was watching this, something I was just struck with was that, like, for so long, I was just like, I'm really feeling this. Like, it took into, like, that one dopey scene where I was like, oh, maybe this isn't a perfect film. But I was, like, just really feeling it for so long. I was like, this this still works. Mm-hmm. It works, again, I think it works less if you're not paying attention to it. But if you're actually looking at it, you're like, this is well constructed. Like, this is a solid movie. It's not perfect. It's got issues. It has a little bit of racism in it. Um, not got as agree- tropes. Not as and, egregious and, yeah, as some Disney tropes, movies. But... Yes, it's got, I mean, it, it's it's a fairy tale and it treats it like it, especially with the romance. The romance is very, if you if you think about it too much, then yeah, it's going to, you're going to not like it. But if you just kind of, you just kind of go with it like as a fairy tale thing. It's whatever. Um, it's probably the weakest aspect of the film. Um, but but it's it's a good film with a lot of artistry and talent and effort behind it. And like... Good villains. I just thought yes. about that too. I didn't mention that, but good Oh yeah, Queen, Evil Queen's great. Um, yeah, it's just... It's a good movie. It's not a perfect movie, but it's good. And it's historically important, but it's also just fun to watch still um if if you haven't really watched this in a while if like you play it sometimes for your kids but you don't really pay attention to it like watch it like actually watch it at some point it's not that long it's like an hour and a half i think um yeah it's a good movie this movie's over 80 years old Uh, yeah (laughs) it's old but it it still works yeah The, the heart of it still works even if there are issues the 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 gist of this film works yeah i would agree yeah Um, because the gist of it is the relationship between snow white and the dwarfs so next time we are going to um start discovering how snow white affected animate other animated feature films and that it made made them start existing traditionally animated ones because again there were some before that but uh yeah you know like by the time we get to the 90s, we start having some competition with Disney that actually has quality to it. Was that always the case? We're going to find out next time. <laughs> uh, next time we're going to see the first feature-length animated film that tried to compete with Disney that was obviously not made by Disney. And we're going to see how that goes. Okay, I know. I remember what you said earlier. You know my feelings. <laughs> um, Help! No, I'm just seeing. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining us here in 2021. Hopefully this is a better year overall than last year. Hopefully it's been going better for you than it has for me. But thank you so much for listening. Thank, thank you. you. Love y'all. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals two seven nine 
1-800-273-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. some energy right now some interesting energy Uh we'll see how this sounds